What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Yourself a Gun. A Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and And talk talk about about it. it. We thank you all once again for being here. Just a reminder, five stars and a review on the uh, Apple Podcast Store. Yeah, a lot of people... We're giving me grief for how I how I pronounce malapropism. Uh, really, saying it's malapropism. I've always heard malapropism. I've always uh, read it that way. I don't know. I feel like you guys are the kind of people that are pronouncing biopic biopic, and uh, I don't subscribe to that. So um, please respect my pronunciation in these. That's what times. I say. Respect our pronunciation choices, and also it's kind of funny if we say malapropism wrong, because I yeah. feel like maybe I'm doing an irony. Yeah, maybe we're doing jokes. You never really know with this podcast because sometimes we do jokes. Who could sometimes. say? Who could say? Yeah. Uh, and then also, now I'm also reminding you, please follow us on all the socials at Pod Yourself a Gun on Instagram and on Twitter. Please do that. All right, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else. Today, we have a very special guest. She is a writer. She's a musician. She's the former editor of Mad Magazine Everybody, welcome to the podcast, Ali Gertz. Hi. Thanks hey. for having me. Thanks for coming on uh, the podcast to talk Sopranos with us. I'm very excited. I like are, the opportunity to rewatch some episodes. Yeah, it's it's always nice to go back. So are you are you a Sopranos fan? I am. I, uh, I got really into the Sopranos um, for my very first time, um, I guess, two years ago. Uh, but I only finished watching it for my first time during uh, quarantine. Yeah, lots yeah, of TV yeah. watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, very brutal, really, uh, very upsetting, <laughs> but enjoyable show. <laughs> lots of violence. Now, what do you like better? Do you like the violence, or do you like uh, suburban dad in psychotherapy? What's- <laughs> uh, well, for example, like one of the moments that like most speaks to me is just when Tony is driving around listening to "Dirty Work" by Steely Dan. That's an all-time <laughs> yeah. favorite moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually realizing I must have started watching the show um, 
quite a few years ago and then only recently finished it um, because I remember it was like a huge impetus for my own like therapy sessions and it was something that oh. I would talk about with my therapist. I would be like, so uh, this mom character is kind of reminding me of some of my own family stuff. <laughs> it loves chat. Um, Wait, but and it was always very interesting. Really though, is your mom anything like Livia Soprano? Um, uh, well, uh, my mom listens to the podcasts that I guest on, so certainly well, not. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't do that. Livia no, didn't no, even finish mom, the baby book. My mom is a saint. <laughs> yeah, she, your mom finishes all the baby books. She never tries to, you know. Get you uh, whacked. Get you whacked by your uncle. Uh-huh. Uh, no, cool, cool, cool. Uh, do you have like a character <laughs> in The Sopranos who you feel like uh, you either like the most or relate to the most? I mean, I, I love Carmela more than any character on most shows. But also, you know, on my Simpsons podcast, Marge is my favorite. So um, mm. I have become someone who just really loves the mom character. I myself am not a mom. Um, that's not something I necessarily even aspire to be, which might make it one of the things that's like fun for me because it's kind of like, what's that got to be like? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's it's just this whole other life. Vince is a dad now. Yeah. Well, I'm a stepdad and a soon-to-be dad. Well, oh, you're still- congratulations and almost congratulations. Thank yeah. you. I, I mean, stepdad is a dad. That's what dads are. Mm-hmm. You, you, mm-hmm. you, That's you, true. You pick them up and take them to, you know, soccer or whatever. Yeah, it's like a stepdad. I mean, it's like a dad where you skip all the crappy parts. You just get to, like, go to baseball games and play basketball in the driveway. You never have to. That's clean- what I want. I would love yeah. to be a stepdad. Yeah. Same. I Same. recommend it to anybody who doesn't uh, like babies. <laughs> yeah, babies or doo-doo. <laughs> it's mostly the doo-doo that's like I my sister um had twins and I one time saw her change the the doo-doo pants and I was just like uh not for me you guys are know. gonna have <laughs> twins man it's gonna happen I'm not gonna you think I'm gonna have twins too well I mean you you are a twin and your twin had twins like I mean maybe yeah, but my my twin sister I feel like it's different with men uh, I'm, not, okay. I'm not a scientist. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, like, actually, yeah. Uh, and they're twins in this episode. Wow, there are. There's it's all about chromosomes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this episode is all about how uh, twins are unnatural and uh, <laughs> an abomination uh, in the face <laughs> of God, and they just, yeah. have, you know, they have like a really disturbing aspect to them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what this episode is mostly about. But this isn't a Sopranos. Wait. <laughs> this is a Sopranos podcast, <laughs> but this is a Sopranos podcast, and we cannot get started with the Sopranos podcast without first playing the theme song. Pod. 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 Podcast. Pod. 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 Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we are going to be talking about from season five of The Sopranos, episode eight Marco Polo which uh, premiered on April 25th, 2004. Vince, can you real quick break us off a little piece of that synopsis? I sure can. I I noticed that you forgot to put it in the Google Doc, but I I just did it. I just did it, and I looked it up on uh, 
the uh, the IMDb, and uh, instead of the Sopranos episode, some other fictional Sopranos podcast that doesn't exist came up on IMDb, which is uh, which is weird because that's strange because we are the world's only Sopranos. Yeah, we're the podcast. only Sopranos podcast, and our episode didn't come up on there, but some other podcast that doesn't exist came on there it's weird. i mean the internet is filled with fake news so, so clearly it's one of those situations yeah um synopsis an uncomfortable party leads tony and carmela to a partial reconciliation while cousin tony gets an offer he decides not to refuse mm. <laughs> spoiler alert. i see what clever yeah, i see what they did because uh you know the godfather yeah double negatives Love yeah they did a yeah, whole yeah. godfather there they did a whole Godfather, which is, uh, you know, also about the mafia. I don't know if you guys know that. Really? Yeah, it's a mafia movie. Huh. Pretty obscure one, but mm-hmm. uh, people seem to like it. So, Vince, what was happening at the time that this episode came out? That's right. You know, we cannot evaluate art uh, divorced from its cultural context, which I know Matt agrees with. And that's I why agree I say with. it every time. Every um, time. And so to remember that cultural context, we take a trip back to the Remember When machine. Walk, walk, daddy, daddy, mama, shoebox. Remember then, 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 then. Remember. Remember when is the lowest form of conversation. Uh, yeah. So this was like kind of an eventful week back uh, April 25th, 2004. Uh, this yeah. was actually the week that Pat Tillman uh, was killed in Afghanistan. Oh, shit. I um, remember that. Friendly that, fire. Yeah. Well, the original story, this is from the New York Times. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yes. Are we? Let's get the propaganda machine going, baby. <laughs> Pat Tillman, whose decision to give up a lucrative NFL career to join the Army Rangers, made him one of the most public examples of patriotism in the aftermath of the attacks of September 11th, Absolutely. was killed Thursday when... Quote, his vehicle, his patrol vehicle came under attack, the Pentagon said in a statement released last night. (laughs) Uh, Military officials in Kabul said yesterday that his unit was patrolling one of the most dangerous areas of Afghanistan, close to the Pakistani border, in an area where Al-Qaeda and Taliban forces are known to cross into Afghanistan from Pakistan. Oh, see, I thought when they said it's one of the most uh, dangerous areas in Afghanistan, I thought they meant uh, the one filled with foreign U.S. soldiers, <laughs> yeah. you know, because that's uh, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So then we're going to fast forward two more years to 2006 uh, mm-hmm. when we got the real story. Um, early in the evening of April 22nd, 2004, a heavily armored vehicle in the trailing half of a split platoon came under attack from enemy fire in the rugged mountainous terrain of southeastern Afghanistan. Soldiers in a Humvee opened fire in retaliation, but instead shot at fellow rangers positioned ahead, killing spe- specialist Pat Tillman and an Afghan soldier standing 10 feet off Tillman's left shoulder. Oof. The former NFL s- safety... Uh, the army's most celebrated volunteer took three bullets to the forehead. Uh, what three? Oh wait, wasn't there also now another update or like a conspiracy theory that he was whacked? Have you heard that one? Uh, I didn't get deep enough into the rabbit hole for that one. Um, but uh, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory, so I'm just gonna make some stuff up. Uh, he was definitely whacked. Okay, uh, <laughs> by uh, fellow soldiers because he was trying to. Uh, stop the war. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Do you think it was Bush? Bush did it, right? Definitely Bush did it. He um, did 9-11. He did mm-hmm. 
Pat Tillman. Yeah. He did he all did the all, things. He did everything. Yeah. Ali, who did 9-11? <laughs> well, in a way, I think we all did. That's so true, dude. That's you know, deep. <laughs> I've always said that the real 9-11 was the friends that we made along the way. <laughs> Yes, you have. That was you? Oh, I, I have that framed <laughs> yeah, in my bathroom. That's, that's embroidered nice on a cursive. pillow. A little yeah. needlepoint, yeah. Um, uh, other other uh, stories from this week in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also from the New York Times. Campaign 2004, disclosure. Privacy of wife's fortune casts a shadow over John Kerry. Uh, mm. Now that the Senator... Heinz, the Heinz fortune. That's right. Now right? that Senator John Kerry has made his military records public... His presidential campaign is bracing for an even bigger battle over whether to disclose his wife's tax returns, a highly charged mm. issue that pits the privacy of his wife and her children against the poli- political exigencies of his candidacy. Uh, but Mr. Carey's wife, Teresa Hines Carey, whose personal wealth, estimated at more than $500 million, derives from the family fortune of her late husband, said this week that she would not release her returns because her finances were deeply entwined with those of her three adult children and she wanted to protect their privacy. Totally fair. I'm sure that uh, people made a stink about it at the time, about the tax returns. Um, But uh, I'm glad to know we're past those days. Yeah. (laughs) Tax returns will never come up again in any sort of presidential campaign. Absolutely. Will never be an issue. What I have and what I receive is not just mine. It is also my children's. And I don't know that I have the right to make public what is theirs, Mrs. Heinz Carey told reporters. Ketchup is for sharing. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. If I could separate it, I would have no problem. Uh, Yeah. Um, And then, you know, we got the the random one. This is also a slice of the times, but maybe not necessarily uh, as relevant to the present. Um, perv spy on Jessica fans from the New York Post. (laughs) Okay. A Florida man was arrested yesterday for using a video camera to film up the skirts of young girls waiting in line at a Jessica Simpson autograph signing in Times Square. Jesus. Cops said. Fuck. Bruce Bartling, 43, was nabbed after a man watching him became suspicious as he kept dropping a bag containing the camera directly at the girl's feet. It's just the most obvious thing. <laughs> Whoops. I mean, saying. I don't know that there's a non-obvious way to do that, I mean. which is good. Um, the incident occurred while the pop star was signing autographs at Sephora on 1500 Broadway. Mm-hmm. Cops said they now have possession of Bartling's video and they will be reviewing it to see if it contains any illicit footage. Bartling was charged with unlawful su- surveillance. I love it. All right. Uh, no, thanks. We're all going to get together, all the cops at the station here, and just review the video. <laughs> just got to make sure, you know, if it's uh, <laughs> if it's normal and not hot, then, uh, you know, no charges will be filed. But, uh, like, this is, wow. what a, This is a, a sign of the times, I think, though, mm. you know? Yeah. Because it's like 2004, the idea of being charged with unlawful surveillance was a thing. Um, times have changed. So let's now see. That was, what, 17 years ago? So this guy is now 60 years old and uh you know he was once in the new york post for filming upskirt videos the famous bruce bartling yep um the top movies in the country were man on fire uh great movie denzel washington Mm -hmm. 13 going on 30 uh starring the former mrs ben affleck jennifer garner uh (laughs) kill bill volume 2 and the punisher um, the top pop song in the country was Yeah by Usher and Lil Jon. 
Still, and yeah. uh, the top rock song, pushing Nickelback out of the charts, oh. was Cold Hard Bitch by Jet, which I would argue is one of the few uh, good number one rock singles from the uh, mid-aughts. There's not too many of them. Uh, yeah, that um, that's one of those ones that I, I never uh, knew the lyrics. Well, I never knew the song was called Cold Hard Bitch. Um mm. But it's the one where it's like, yeah, it's got the it's got the drum beat from Lust for Life. Uh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, this I remember at the time when Pitchfork came out. Um, it was like the very beginnings of like Pitchfork doing music reviews, and their review of this Jet album was just they just embedded a YouTube video of a of a chimpanzee drinking his own piss. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, come on and i was like this is a this is a pretty great review i feel I like mean, that you know, also functions as a review of just about any pitchfork review that's <laughs> very true that's it's a lot of words now that they write when they really just want to post a video of a chimpanzee drinking his own piss yeah i don't know which which album it was that they reviewed but i remember the phrase uh it still echoes through my brain the they use the phrase sylvan genuflections to describe uh music and uh you know great job yeah. great i still job. don't know what um, that means i guess that means like you're worshiping trees no Ooh. idea like you're and bowing d- towards trees i don't know yeah don't know don't care is my feeling about it um and i gotta say i'm i'm pretty um i'm bummed that figured you out by nickelback was finally knocked off of the top of the the rock charts because like ali for the, I think for this entire season mm. of uh, Pod Yourself a Gun, it has been the, you know, we always do what are the top rock songs, top pop songs um, at the time of the episode. And it's been Nickelback this entire time, Figured You Out, which is a song that I had to like finally, I finally played it. Do you guys know about this song? I don't. Okay, so... The lyrics, let me just read you the lyrics to figure you out by Nickelback. Please All right. do. All right. I like your pants around your feet. That's I the like first the dr- line? That's, that's the already a little first. questionable. Yeah. Oh, it gets more. <laughs> I like the dirt that's on your knees. I like okay. the way- slant rhyme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the Minus way. Minus one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I like the way you still say please while you're looking up at me. You're right. like my mm-hmm. favorite damn disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and it is, oh man, I, I love the uh, places that we go. I love the people. What? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, they're going to diss jet in like, in comparison to that. I mean, it, it really did show like this is the beginning of the times they're changing for the rock charts. Um, you know, we got, you know, Nickelback is on its way out and it and left us with a song um, where the dude is just bragging about having had sex before. Mm. Uh, um, <laughs> it's it's very high virgin energy in that song. Um, but uh, it's also I don't know, I guess like pants like pants around your feet like. The logistics are still a little clunky just in terms of like that makes more sense for a man to have his pants down and still be able to like do what you need to do. But for a woman, it's just like you you clearly just made this all up. It's like saying, yeah, boobs feel like sandbags. I need the the pants to be removed in order to (laughs) 
yeah, you know, it, make it, this it, work the rest, in a way that is pleasurable. <laughs> the rest of the song sounds like it's about a blowjob, but then for some reason she has pulled her pants uh, down <laughs> as well, which I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like maybe she was like trying to pee in a forest and he like surprised her and then I don't know. But, you know, I think it's time that uh, we get into The Sopranos. Now, Vince, you, of course, did, uh, you read the synopsis, which I, you know, did not paste, and thank you for finding it. And Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. fine. But as you know, and everyone who listens to this podcast knows, um, I have my own version of the synopsis. Oh, do you? Yeah. What a treat. Oh, it it will be, um, which I dedicate to... The fact that Nickelback is no longer in the number one spot. Oh, man. I like the way you grill your meats. <laughs> Sorry. I like the way you swing sausage. <laughs> and I like the way you brought mesquite charcoal to my dad's party. I like your cousin Tony B. <laughs> and I love us fucking in the pool. I love that you eat Gabagoo. <laughs> I love you acting like a fool. And that you think ducks are cool. I love it when you fuck on goo. <laughs> and now you are who I know. Just a Jersey Gabo. So for the mafia, so Gabagoo, Gabagoo. And now I know who you are. Just a Jersey Gabo. All right. Well, that's pretty much. <laughs> I definitely have had some. Sex. Uh, there's a whole second half to that song, which uh, is not about the Sopranos. So stick around to the very end, and you will hear it. But uh, yeah, so this is a story about Carmela falling back in love with Tony Soprano after being separated for uh, the entirety of this season. Uh, let's start with some general thoughts. Um, Allie, what'd you, uh, what'd you think of this episode? I, I love this episode and I remember loving it when I watched it my first time. Uh, I'm sure that listeners know that I had a bevy of options to choose from when it came to which episode I discussed. And when mm-hmm. I saw it was on here, I got excited because uh, as I mentioned, I, I really love Carmela and I really get her love of Tony. And yeah. I was really sad um, watching the series for the first time that they like were probably going to break up, even though I was also kind of rooting for it because right. I want her to be happy. Um yeah, it's, you know, not to make everything about The Simpsons, but it is kind of a Homer and Marge thing where it's just like, you yeah. wonder, like, well, why is Marge with that guy? Um, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> but at the same time, like, Marge and Carmela loving these men is one of the things that makes them good guys and why you like them so much, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it, in that way alone, I really love this episode, but I just think it's a really fun episode overall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like every uh, introvert, well, I don't know that Carm's necessarily an introvert, but everybody needs like a, a dumb, gregarious buffoon uh, when there's a party. Himbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, you know, this is a party episode and um, The Sopranos doesn't do a lot of uh, like making you, make, it doesn't do a lot of making the mafia lifestyle seem uh, attractive uh, in any way. But um, this episode, I I will say, like, you know, the party episode, like, you kind of want to be at this party. It seems like a good party. Like, it it doesn't seem like there's a ton of, uh, like, people that you would necessarily hang out outside of this party with. 
But uh, the actual party part seems like a pretty good backyard grill fest, pool party. People are passed out on lawn chairs. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, to me. (laughs) You've got every... Pretty enjoyable. You've got every flavor of Italian at the party, which which I love. <laughs> cultured you know, Italians. You've got cultured Italians. You've got mafioso Italians. You know, you've got uh, liberal NPR and Italian uh, Italians, <laughs> which is I consider meadow. Um, you know, suburban Italians. You got a priest. I mean, it's just yeah. It's it's everything you could want at a. Uh, <laughs> you got a very pompous specific... priest. You got a guy who has a, has had an audience with four popes. Yeah, <laughs> it's everything uh, you would want in a in a party, um, as well as uh, sausage. But uh, yeah, in terms of like the, the this for me was a very memorable episode. It was an episode I was also excited about uh, because it is. I think for this season, I've been very much enjoying watching Tony be a bachelor again because mm. uh, you can see him trying to uh enjoy his freedom but uh not being fulfilled by it in any way and it's i just think that's it's very funny watching him like move in with Artie and have his like you know his dirtbag son move in too <laughs> and and they're like eating pizza and watching sports and farting and shit uh and uh but after you know so many episodes you do kind of miss the familial connection between Tony and Carmela and it's like nice that they you know seem to kind of still be in love at least in some way or have a connection yeah and they gave us lots of Artie Bucco who is very <laughs> much like Milhouse's divorced dad um, <laughs> yes. and they kept a lot of that in there and uh, I never get tired uh, this was actually a Michael Imperioli uh, written episode oh, and nice. um, it felt like you know, someone properly recognized the comedic potential of Hugh DeAngelis and like gave yes. him an entire episode. And yes. boy, he—I think he's like low key one of the funniest people uh, on this show. And yes. this this episode really shows you why. Yeah, it's a big Hugh episode. I, uh, I just so many moments where I'm just like, oh fuck! I wish they had used him more uh, mm-hmm. in in the <laughs> series because he's just so funny. Um, Everyone's kind start- of a scumbag in their own way, like on the show. Sure. Uh, but like that even extends to you know Carmela's dad, who's like the very like um, suburban like neutered male scumbag, and yeah, uh, yeah really enjoyable. I mean, to me, he's I I mean I wouldn't even I wouldn't put him as a scum. He's only a scumbag uh, compared to like that's what uh, Doctor Fagoli thinks of him. Dr. Fagoli looks at him and goes like, oh, this guy is trash, you know? But I don't I don't look at Hugh and go like, oh, this guy's a, a scumbag. He's just, uh, yeah. you know. I mean, he's like sitcom-y scumbag. Where, like, there's sure. so many different, uh, like, flavors and shades of scumbag. And, mm-hmm. and Hugh is, you know, one of the more, like, innocuous versions sure. of that. But uh, he's kind of like any suburban granddad uh, scumbag, <laughs> which I enjoy. Sure. Yeah. Like one subtle thing that kind of like hints at his personality is that like he repeats a joke as if it's his own. Like <laughs> oh, when yeah. he's talking about, you know, at my age, uh, yes. waking up as a surprise. Like yeah. that type of guy. There is a little bit of like scumminess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's a it's a charming scum. Yeah, yeah. that was like a, that was a junior comment. And it, it was great because there's a scene. 
you know, where Junior finds out about the party and he immediately like spoils Ruins it for the surprise. you by of calling course. him for no reason. <laughs> so like that whole scene, you're thinking like, God, what an asshole Junior is. And he's and he's such an asshole that he repeats his own joke uh, yes. about like, I, you know, at our age, it's <laughs> enough surprise that we still wake up in the morning. Yeah. He does it twice because he twice, thinks it's so it, funny. <laughs> but he like you realize he knows his audience because because uh, Hugh obviously liked it enough that he. And I actually it. I. I have a clip of, of the scene where Junior ruins the surprise. Anyway, at our age, it's enough surprise. We're still alive every morning. What cities and states, please? In West Orange, De Angeles, Hugo. Charge of 35 cents. Oh, fuck. It's over anyhow. <laughs> All right, first, I just got to say, him <laughs> paying the 35 cents and just being, like, resigned... <laughs> <laughs> is, is one of my favorite moments. Oh, it's over anyhow. It's like it's 35 cents. You think this is going to make or break you? Hello. Hugo, who is that? Who is this? Corrado, soprano. Oh, Corrado. How are you? How am I? I'm a prisoner in my own home, you is how I am. <laughs> what do we live for? Yeah. Anyhow, I want to wish you a bona fortuna and also send you my regrets. I'd love to be at your jubilee. Junior. Jubilee? But the federal government says I can't leave the house and my family keeps me sedated. Bobby told me it was a surprise party, but I told him, I go, at our age, it's enough surprise every day when we get up in the morning, right? <laughs> uh, I suppose so. <laughs> Oh man, I, I the the idea that he would call him number one to ruin his surprise party, but then also um, his opening line to him is basically, "What's the what's the point of living?" You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Hugh has got uh, what I love about Hugh's personality is that he's um, he's so non confrontational. Like he's not somebody who is you know he's not going to say what the fuck are you talking about or like what's this about like he's not trying to his he's a very understanding person so he's just like hey, yeah I guess like he's just <laughs> well part he's of him is with his that he's getting a phone call because I'm sure he doesn't get too many phone calls so you know he's yeah. a little touched that like someone took the time to call him regardless of what it's about. And it's yeah. also like a very like silent generation thing uh, where I feel like as, uh, you know, as we as generations have progressed, like we've like we're now to the point where like we think jokes are like property of the teller. Um, right. Whereas I feel like <laughs> the older people are like the more jokes were like community property where like as soon as it's out there, it's like anyone's to tell, you know, you just, right. like, if you can remember the, the most, most jokes <laughs> at a gathering, uh, you're the coolest guy there. And you also see that with uh, Tony B when uh, his, his prison buddies like, hey, do the Jackie Gleason. And he does it. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just like being a cool guy is being able to like repeat the most jokes. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, it makes me long for those days when you could just do someone else's whole act and it, you were just excited that someone was doing the jokes you already know. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, and he's doing them pretty good. Like, pretty much like, like just in the same way that musicians were basically cover artists yeah. for the most part. Very few original songs were, you know, coming out of the majority of musicians. It was like comedians were cover Dude, they were covering other people's oh, yeah. jokes. And I've like seen that in real life where like I've been at shitty open mics and like trying to do material and it's just like, 
the audience is a little older and uh, it sucks. And then so you you just say fuck it all and you start doing like joke book jokes that you remember from childhood and then they're killing yeah. all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, what the hell am I even doing with my life? Uh, yeah. They want the hits. Yeah. They, they want, want the hits. They, they want to sing along. Give me the exactly. knock knocks. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want, they, they don't want your perspective. That's like, I think the big difference too between <laughs> yeah. the generations yeah. is that like older people are like, I'm not interested in your personal story. Yeah. Do the one about <laughs> taking wives. Tell me about the Pollocks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so we open this episode uh, with uh, the little Carmine, um, you know, Johnny Sack storyline that's been going on. They're they're you know low key at war, and um, <laughs> sure, I mean they they are at war. There's been some deaths, but it seems like to be relatively contained for now. I think um, that is one of the strengths of The Sopranos is that, like in fiction, usually things that are life and death uh, feel like they have uh, huge stakes. Yeah. Whereas like in, in real life, it, it, I feel like it. a lot of times it feels like farce right up until the moment where somebody's dying. Uh, right. And that's very much this, where it's like, it's really just like this sad pissing contest between these two uh, kind of obnoxious old men. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like it. I mean, it feels like slapstick. It feels like a joke. Tony B's getting his foot run over and then all of a sudden you got a death <laughs> yeah. in there. But yeah, I mean, you've got it opening with a little Carmine giving some guy uh, a, a token of appreciation for something going on in Freeport. I don't know the details behind it, but he gives him a washing machine. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, That's the I know. dream. <laughs> it's like it's one of the things I love about the Sopranos though is they understand like the utility and expense of home appliances. Like, Absolutely. Like there's a lot of home appliances in the Sopranos that uh you know you don't look at as like um I don't know, like any other uh, mafioso thing, you'd be like, you know, hey, here's some suits, here's some jewelry, right. you know, whatever. But with them, they're like uh you know, here's the thing that cleans the pool. Here's the thing that washes your clothes. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's very relatable. I mean, very, I think that that's yeah. exactly why The Sopranos is such a great show. It's yeah. like in every moment, it's something that makes you think like, that's eh, a bit of me. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. You know, it's like they're mobsters. But love a whirlpool. But they're yeah, also like, they're also great. middle-aged people living in suburban yeah. New Jersey. So like, what do they want? <laughs> do they want like suits and fast cars like no right. not really they want like dvd players and like a washing machine <laughs> yeah a color screen. tv you yeah. know yeah flat screen tv yeah um and so then uh as he's given this guy uh a washing machine his boat sinks and uh we we end the scene there with him you know screaming about how the boat was fine um and then uh, so if we're gonna start with the particular storyline i feel like um this episode in particular, actually, it, it almost serves it better to not go uh, storyline by storyline and just kind of everything kind of surrounds the party. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm almost like kind of just going to go in order here. But um, so we've got Johnny Sack. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Hugh DeAngelis uh, is at the on the roof of the house. Uh, just doing some doing some roofing as he does. Uh, he used to be a contractor. While uh, Ag Soprano is practicing his drums, uh, still sounding terrible. Mm -hmm. And then he uh, he falls off the roof. And I think for me it was like a signal that like oh yeah this is gonna be a great Hugh episode. 
because <laughs> him falling into a shrub yeah. maybe <laughs> one of the funnier images in the sopranos um and uh then they uh they have to take him to the hospital uh Hugh is fine and uh we find out that there's going to be this surprise party for Hugh but before before uh, that there's mm-hmm. there's just a random guy in the emergency room who's making <laughs> a big fuss and like you're trying to ignore it and the characters are trying to ignore it and finally <laughs> Carm's mom is like why don't they take care of this man yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a I have a clip of that <sighs> so uh, well what do you think about inviting Tony well, that's a thing I don't know if I should or not. Everybody would understand if you didn't. You're separated. I know, I know. But just the idea of having a family party in the backyard without Tony there, manning the grill, playing host, it wouldn't be the same. It's going to be okay, baby. Why don't they take care of this man? (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, I mean, you've got... uh, Mary seems to be intent on Tony not going to this party because of the fact that they're separated. And that kind of is, uh, that's Mary, uh, Mary DeAngelis's modus operandi for the episode is, uh, her trying to convince Carm to, uh, not allow Tony to come to the party, which, uh, we find out later is because Mary is a self-hating Italian. Mm. Um, (laughs) I hate to see it, you know, you do The, the stuff with Carm and her mom. Um, is like very um uh real i feel like yeah. it's just such a common thing of like a manipulative person whether it's a mom or a friend or whatever like having their own motive but twisting it is selling it in a way where it's just like it's just i'm looking out for you mm-hmm. and like there's so much of this that happens on the show um i think one of the things that's fun is like you see these type of like mob type of dynamics happen within the family even if they aren't themselves like you know doing any of the violent sides of mob life it's like you see that this type of manipulation and these tactics that family members are using um are everywhere right you know they're almost like they're they're kind of like universal human traits in a way i mean it's not that everyone is can be that manipulative but being that level of manipulative does not necessarily mean you are a mobster or or have the ability to do murder or you know (laughs) stuff like that um but it is n- like not that many steps away, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is uh, fun to watch. Like people who wouldn't commit a murder, you know, would would find it still engaging know. in emotional warfare. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you know, Carm finally comes to the conclusion that uh, it would be better if Tony didn't come, and tells Tony that. Um, you know, I would, you know, rather you didn't. And Tony has this moment where he is saying to her, well, I decided as soon as we separated that I wasn't going to go. Um, do you think I, I bullshit. can't yeah, no, that's bullshit, totally right? that's ego protection. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is like a, a tough guy trying to like show like, well, I don't care about not being invited to the party. In fact, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was my idea. And you hear him talk about it to Tony B later mm-hmm. in a way that is very much just like, well, I, I decided that it'd be a, a better idea to not go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No he mention told- of Carm requesting it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he's, he's, for sure doing ego protection when that happens but it's like one of for me when i watched it i was like i don't know james gandolfini is just really good at acting so i was like i 
I believed it at the time. I was like, oh, perfect. This, you know, <laughs> relieves some of the tension. Oh, and, that, and then as soon as uh, <laughs> she said, like, thank you, um, he, he just like looks at her and then walks away. <laughs> and Oh, uh, yeah, like, it blows up. Like yeah. there ends up being like, you know, he's trying to offer like he wants to contribute because it's, again, like so much like masculine. Yeah. <laughs> like he needs to be having some part in this and yeah. she's saying you know I, you know what i'd rather and i don't think that she meant this as a jab i think she genuinely meant it of like i'd rather see you in therapy and then right. he immediately snaps on her saying like yeah. basically everybody agrees that you should be the one <laughs> yeah. going to therapy yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh my god which is it, such a childish thing to say it was <laughs> it's it, very donald it, trump like lots of people are saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah many yeah, people yeah. are talking about <laughs> yeah yeah a lot Many of people, people are, are saying Graydon Carter was very unfair to me. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, so I mean, and also I think it, it, it hurts his ego a bit, too, because of the fact that he actually is has secretly started restarted therapy with Melfi again. So right. like the idea that he needs it uh, being, you know, said by Carm, that I think really drives him up the wall and causes him. Oh, that's to, a good point. Yeah. Causes him to say like, oh, everyone says you're insane. So <laughs> um, that's a good point. That would be hurtful. Like if you were going and yeah. then you're the person who knows you the best is kind of like you really need to go. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, he did that. God. I'm yeah. doing it. Mom. Yeah. Uh. Right. You, you can't say, I am I am going. Go. Like, you just <laughs> you sound worse. Can't you tell? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Can't you tell by my calm demeanor? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Hugh gets a call from Junior who ruins the surprise and, uh, and then goes on to uh, ruin his own surprise by, you know, telling them, I know all about it. You can stop yeah. with the cloak you and think, dagger. You think Junior's the asshole because you're like, why would you tell him, Junior? <laughs> and you're like, Bobby, why couldn't you just slap the phone out of his hand or something? It's like ruining right. this whole party. But then as soon as he does, it's like uh, Hugh somehow like takes over the mantle of the asshole from yes. Junior where he's like, yes, I am. I'm not going to pretend uh, that you surprised <laughs> me. It's very important for me to for you to know that I am not surprised by the surprise party. Yeah, right. so drop the charade. I'm yeah. on to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really quickly, though, before um, getting into kind of like that family conversation about um, uh, that guy who the Pope's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just Junior um, is watching uh, La Dolce Vita, which yes. is a Fellini movie. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he doesn't know what the movie is. He cannot figure out what's happening. He yeah. says that, like, as, like, in the scene, he's there's a statue of Jesus, um, mm. but he... He thinks that it's clearly a dummy of Jesus. They had Jesus hanging he, off a helicopter. <laughs> such a funny line. It was obviously a dummy. It was clearly like, a dummy. Yeah. So funny. I really love that. Junior's one of my very favorite. I mean, I think he's a favorite of everybody, but like he's oh. so funny. And Junior and Bobby are such a perfect odd couple. Like yes. their their spin-off would be divine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would I would watch the shit out of that. And yeah, I mean, him not i think it's anytime a mafioso uh watches something that is i i guess for intellectuals quote unquote and tries to understand it it's it's always the funniest thing uh, just <laughs> them trying to understand art or theater in any way just like uh, you know earlier this season we had carm and roe and all of the girlfriends do a movie night and they all just watched citizen kane <laughs> and had almost nothing to say about it right. before they started gossiping about local gossip. That's uh, really funny. It's just, oh, it's so fun. I, I loved it. Um, 
but yeah um uh, when hugh kind of you know spills the beans that he already knows all about the party uh they start talking about the guest list and we learn of the existence of someone named dr russ fagoli who um is just an iconic soprano's character who only exists in this one episode um and uh, I have a, a clip of a brief description of, uh, of Dr. Russ Fagoli. I'm fine with no one. In my age, it's surprise enough to be able to get out of bed every morning. So who's coming to this shindig? All of us. Your brother Lester, Dr. Fagoli. Russ Fagoli? Octavia, the oldest, lives here. Wait, who's Dr. Fago? <laughs> Fagoli. Fag. She of the five-page Christmas card. And on Flag Day... Papa Russ shook hands with Andrew Cuomo. What an honor. BFD. <laughs> Dr. Fagoli served in the State Department. In Rome, he was career assistant to the ambassador to the Vatican. He got a medal from the Pope himself. Wow. But when we were kids together in the Navy, he had such a bad case of the crabs, we used to call him the governor of Maryland. Hey, you, stop acting like a child. Oh, lighten up. He's old enough to hear. <laughs> By the way, um... Yeah, a lot of things about that. So, like, did you guys have friends that sent you the long uh, yes. Christmas card every year? That is such a thing where it's like whatever the most obnoxious family member you have, they're always mm-hmm. going to send, like, the long uh, New Year's update. Um, yes. And then also the uh, assistant, lifelong assistant to the ambassador to the Vatican. Uh, yes. <laughs> really reminded me of that Simpsons episode uh, where – it's about like the Simpson gene and like Lisa's worried of that she's oh, gonna, yeah. she's going to catch the Simpson <laughs> gene and that, and and then they, she realizes that girls don't have the female Simpsons don't have that and they all have so all the women are like brilliant yeah and then the, <laughs> and then like the, the, there's like a, a surgeon and then like you know a scientist and then the last one is like I'm I'm the regional sales manager of the largest trundle bed uh, <laughs> it's like this really long job title where you're like sure I guess that's impressive <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, that's the type of thing like you hear it as a kid and you're like, okay, yeah, that probably is great. And then as an adult, you kind of find the silliness and absurdity mm-hmm. yeah. to that type of thing. Like, who cares? <laughs> it's it, it's it, For me, it struck a really uh, assistant to the regional manager chord. You <laughs> yeah, know? right. Like, uh, it, it, I mean, surely very important because it's the Vatican, but also, you know, he's... It's, he's an assistant role to someone else who's not the Pope. Um but yeah, it just in terms of the uh, Carms like mocking the five-page Christmas card, I was like, <laughs> "There's something about that, uh, you know." <laughs> oh, he shook hands with Andrew Cuomo, BFD. That, <laughs> topical, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's well, very topical, um, and uh, also, yeah, I feel like that. It just that reminded me of my mom the most uh just because we have we have people like that in our lives who are like uh constant braggarts you know uh people who are always like bragging about their their sons and their daughters oh mm-hmm. my 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 grandson is uh you know a flautist in the fucking you know LA <laughs> Philharmonic and you know the uh, lead third chair the yeah, lead puppeteer ch- in the new uh <laughs> in the new nutcracker yeah uh, over at the you know Disney Opera House it's just after yeah. a while, you can only take so much bread. Like once a year, a, a list of brags is <laughs> a vibe. Well, now it's every single day on social media. I know. Um, but uh, no, I think that that's a really good um, 
thing for Carm because before she says it, you might think she's the type of person who sends out a five-page letter, you yes. know, and I think that it's a nice little, it gives her a little bit more color. And I always like when she's judgy or mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> full of anger. Yeah. I think it's always very fun. She sees yeah, through their bullshit. She knows. No, totally. I think she is kind of the five-page, um, you know, uh, Christmas card person, at least at one point. But ever since, like, the separation and the divorce and also the weird kind of breakup with this, like, you know, the the teacher that uh, she was seeing, um, you know. And like, this year, AJ got most improved of all the football team in his whole continuation <laughs> high school. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Also, I slept with a guidance counselor who then talked about my pussy. Like, it was just... <laughs> but uh, switching over real quick um, to what's going on with Tony B. Tony B wants to have more responsibility. He has been, you know... He's been given this airbag scam that we know very little about, um, but we know that it's like an easy check. But he he wants more money, but he's too proud to tell Tony this. So he he takes a meeting um, that Angelo sets up with uh, Rusty, who is uh, what's his name? Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley. Yeah, yeah, Frankie Valley. Um, he does the Gleason impression, and uh, <laughs> to mixed results, yeah, to very mixed results. Which, <laughs> like, I how I many would... times have you had friends do that where they're like, "Hey, do the thing that I think is really yeah. funny," and then you do it, yeah. and then the people, whoever you do it for, they're like, "Okay, well, yeah. moving on." <laughs> Never do the thing. That's like yeah. it's such like a. There's no is... way out because if you say like, "No, I don't want to do the thing," then you're like the weird guy all of a sudden. Yeah, and if you right. do the thing, it's never funny because the context exactly. is removed. Really, when when that starts happening, everyone just hates the person who's pressuring the guy to do the thing. I mean, there's no, yeah. you hope. There's no, yeah, there's no good That's solution true. there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd hope so. It would be really funny if Rusty was sitting there expecting a perfect Gleason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, oh. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. <laughs> C minus at best. Um, but yeah, so then they uh, they offer him a chance to to make a little bit of money by uh, doing a little bit of murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a, a clip of that. And this involves somebody needs to go. Anyone I know? New York guy, not Jersey. Who's he with? Friend of a friend, not a friend of ours. Friend of Johnny's. You guys got to settle that shit. It's not the boat. It's not the boat. It's definitely the boat. (laughs) Right. It's like... Like, I'm not going to kill some guy over a dumb boat, am I? Oh, no, yeah. definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely has nothing to do with the boat or the washing machine. Don't worry about no, it. No, no. I just, for sure it's the boat because like they're like, nah, it's because of Lorraine uh, Caluso. What is it? Caluso. Lorraine Caluso. Lorraine Caluso. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's because she got murdered uh, you know, earlier this season. And, you know, they said, oh, they grew up together, blah, blah, blah. Nah, she's been dead for a little bit now, and there's been no, like, real murder repercussion. It's the boat. Right, it's yeah. for sure <laughs> they're doing murder over a boat, which I just fucking, I love. Uh, <laughs> hey, Vince. Hey, Matt. As you know, Vince, I love old internet memes. Remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes? I do remember that. Here's one. When Chuck Norris went to college, he told his father, now you're the man of the house. 
<laughs> why why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made and I was surprised. He's in his 80s and he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it he says he's even stronger, has more stamina and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but yes. uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. Uh, his wife made the same change and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash podyourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash podyourself, mymorningkick.com slash podyourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And uh, Tony B decides to turn down the job because, um, you know, he knows that that will uh, that will cause some problems no Tony, matter how much he, he needs the money. Tony B is very much like this uh, comment on capitalism because, you know, once he's he's been in jail for a while where everyone's, uh, you know, somewhat equal and he gets out and he just wants to just wants to have his own thing doing massages and, and enjoying himself. But then as soon as he gets in this uh this hierarchical uh, society where people are flaunting their wealth in front of you. Now he's suddenly like overcome with jealousy and he can't be happy unless he has what uh, his, uh, the other Tony has. Yeah. Yeah. And he has to earn it himself. You know, he's not looking for, he's not looking for it. Cause Tony's like, if you need money, you can come to me. And he's like, no, 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 I don't need money. Get the fuck out of here. But that he, male ego keeps hurting everybody. Yeah, man. I mean, that's it's absolutely true. I'm doing like a little bit of a Breaking Bad rewatch, and it kind of like reminds me of that uh, a little bit. Just kind of like yeah. this guy has had he he it, throughout that series, he has multiple opportunities to like you know hang it up. You know, he's mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. people willing to give him money. He's already made enough money, and it's all just ego driven. I think you know he well, needs to be the best. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, well, it's also it's like. When you're poor, you have an idea of how much money you think would make you happy, and it's always like modest. And then you right. get into that modest income bracket, and then suddenly you you are become face a Republican, to- and you go taxes. Oh, no, I'm you get sorry, you get ahead. you come face to face with people who have more than you, and then you're like, well, no, if I had that amount of money, then yes. I'd be happy. And then you get into that uh, income bracket, and then suddenly you're uh, once again. Face to face with people who have more than you're like, and then you're like, just like, oh well, if I just had m- a little more, then These people need to do some gratitude meditations. <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Oh, seriously, I feel like I need to do that. I, I have a friend uh, who like recently uh, moved uh, to a house, and uh, it has a pool, it, and I, I immediately was just like, I was, I was mad, <laughs> like, and I was just like, <laughs> oh man, I think I need to do some like meditations or some shit, yeah. like. I should be happy I have a pool to go to, but it was just like one of those like, man, he got a pool before I got a pool. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, gotta- I feel you. My uh, my dad, um, I have a cool young dad and he, um, mm-hmm. he has a daughter who is like four and a half right now. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and he recently got a house with a pool. And it yeah. was just like, man, I didn't have a, a house yeah. with a pool growing up. How yeah. come she gets one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I also get to go whenever I want. You guys want right. to come over and swim in my pool? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're all the way in Fresno, dude. I'm not. If I have to drive to Fresno, I might as well just go to my friend's house. Move to Fresno, you could probably have a pool. I'm just saying. I know. I just it's so hot there. <laughs> That's fair. That's the only reason. Yeah. Wait, um, where do you live? Matt? I I live in uh, in Eagle Rock. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I'm scorching hot right now, and I live in Frogtown. Uh, yeah, no, at it's, water. it's it's really hot here too. <laughs> but you know, the whole I, world is hot right now. Yeah, I'm mostly pretending that the heat is the reason I won't move to Fresno. <laughs> but there's other reasons. Yeah, you're like, oh, it's because events. Five, it's six most- degrees hotter. Woo. <laughs> those are those are some wild degrees, though. Yeah, um, they are important degrees. They are. It only takes two to melt the ice caps. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't and matter. Seven to get to Kevin Bacon. There That's we right. go. <laughs> but so, the, like, the other beauty of Tony B is that uh, you know he's ditched his his career as a masseuse to you know become a mafioso again. And yeah, um, this episode really shows you what a miserable fucking job being in the mafia is. Like sometimes your job is just to go to the the uh garage and make sure <laughs> and try to calm down uh, yeah, another calm down mobster the guy who's trying to trying to fleece the fucking <laughs> yeah. body shop lady who's doing it all out of spite he's being a bad yeah. customer all out of spite and you have to try to convince him that he doesn't need a new seat yes so it's off kilter it's yeah it's it's a skew uh, the the, the storyline there, real quick, is that um, you know, Tony last episode uh kind of ran Philly off the road uh because he was trying to like ditch him because he owed him like forty thousand dollars, and he gets him into an accident. So in order to make that right with Johnny Sack, uh, he says you have to just take care of fixing the car. And so he decides to, you know, let him use uh, Angie's body shop. This is Angie Bompensero, Pussy's, uh, you know, a widow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, because of the fact that, like, he... The, I'm sure she makes payments to him or something, right? Like, this is this is a oh, mob yeah, she's shop. kicking up, yeah. She's kicking up to Tony for sure. Um, but because it's, uh, you know, technically his body shop, uh, all of the expenses are coming... They're not coming from Tony. They're coming from Ange. And rather than kind of like recognizing that and kind of like, hey, I feel for you, Ange. I know, you know, this is whatever. He just treats her like garbage when <laughs> uh, she like calls him to complain about the the fact that Phil Leotardo is totally just like fleecing her. And um, and I, I have a, a clip of that. We did all the repairs you said on Phil's car. He came today. And now we found a dent in the rear, his seat, there's a problem with that. His seat? I didn't want to get into these extras without checking with you. And Tony, you want to run a body shop, run a body shop. You said, because you claim your piece of the garage. So you want to be a woman in business and do what you think the situation calls for. I mean, that comment alone, you want to be a woman in business. With say, <laughs> he says it with so much venom yeah. that it's like he's got real like... Uh, you think you're a girl boss? Yeah, he's, he's got divorced dad energy there. Like yeah. he's got, I hate my wife. Now's energy. your chance to lean in. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to run a body shop, Cheryl Sandberg? Well, you got to fucking, yeah. He's also very proud of himself because he's kind of chuckling and smiling after yes. he oh, gets yeah. off the phone. <laughs> like he, he's not mad. Like any anger that was appearing in the phone call was very showy. Cause yes. like <laughs> yeah, he was he's, he's really proud after. It's a three-way yeah. squeeze and he's like, he's playing it for everything. I mean, for him, this level of cruelty is fun, and I and I'm trying to 
fully understand. I know that like one of the things he has against Ange was the fact that um, she was like, she was like asking for money or something. You think she's uh, an ingrate, which is a weird thing to think about someone whose husband you killed. But uh, that, I mean, yeah. deep down he thinks like she is asking for too much and, you know. Right. Here and I am also, supporting I, you, my yeah, here I am family. Su- supporting women in business. You know, <laughs> I'm here supporting women in STEM. STEM <laughs> stands for super... Uh, Cool. Uh, fuck. I can't do a quick acronym, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, super like, uh, technological uh, e- erudite mechanics. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Uh-huh. Hey. That was great. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, a clip of this or not, but uh, mm-hmm. right after this has one of my favorite lines of the entire episode, and is just so indicative of why I love Tony. <laughs> um, but it's it's right when he calls. Um, Tony B, uh, who's in the middle of having sex, uh, to basically tell Tony B, like, hey, I need you to go by the garage and make sure that he's happy with the car. Uh, and then at the at the end of the conversation, like, obviously, like, Tony B's in the middle of having sex. He does not want to be on the phone. Uh, he uh, Tony adds, uh, I'm on my way to Welsh Farms. Going to get a triple blueberry sundae. And he's just kind of smiling at himself. And then Tony B's just like, Good for you. Enjoy. And he yeah. keeps, hot summer night. And there's a long pause. Go for it. Y- you deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> the way he just like the eye acting and face and the, the expressions. He's so that, happy. The, the expressions that Buscemi makes throughout that scene. Oh, where he's my, like, God. Oh my God. This Are guy. Are you fucking killing what me? What does he fucking want me to say? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> Hot summer night. Yeah, okay, I mean, sure, uh, go for it, Mr. Big Shot. Get that Sunday. You're just calling up your friend. Hey, uh, I know you're having sex, but I'm making new memories. Like, well, I, uh, okay. I love this. I, I think it's such a great and very funny um, way to make clear, like, he doesn't have a wife or people to yes, talk to. He's yes. really lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is, like, a very cute, sad weird thing mm-hmm. that people can do when they're lonely and totally. maybe don't realize sad, yeah, lonely lonely. Dad. yeah this whole episode is very italian i mean i know this whole show is very italian but yeah. like this episode really just uh like you know you got like the worst of uh italians which is you know if you have to deal with one who's being very particular about his fucking car seat which feels like yeah. a very italian thing but then but then it has like the best of them when it's like well you know, they're the best people to have like a backyard party with because uh, mm. you absolutely will stress yourself out uh, trying to make the most food when uh, it's yeah. completely like a self-imposed, uh, like you know, like like to 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 prove that I am showing love to my family, I will overextend myself with the amount yeah. of food that I'm trying to make, and like right. that's that's like Carm's entire uh, thing this episode. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, th- I thought they like, played the whole thing just really well. Like she's overextending herself to make all this food that people don't necessarily expect. Uh, and then she's like immediately like pissed off at uh, everyone because of how stressed out she's made herself over it. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that happening. I mean, food is such a um, like love language thing in this uh, mm-hmm. show in general. Um, but one of the things that's interesting is like, you know, she's making all this food, but then when Meadow comes over and, like, wants to make a cake that yeah. is, like, actually Hugh's favorite cake, I guess, mm-hmm. she's, right. like, she's so pissed at Meadow. Because yeah. so, <laughs> well, you don't want another person, I mean, 
I felt I, that yeah. acutely. Like when you're when you're in the midst of like cooking this elaborate uh, spread for this whole party, the last thing you want is someone else in your fucking kitchen like asking oh, you yeah. where shit is. <laughs> like and, that like, doesn't help. Oh, it's yeah, the worst. Yeah, that's my feeling about that because uh, you know you've got you've got calm. You know, it's the day of the party. Uh, fucking Tony B shows up early with his kids so that his demonic <laughs> twins can destroy her fucking patio furniture uh in the pool and then like uh and then freaking aj comes downstairs and is like totally unhelpful it's like it's got to be noon at this point uh (laughs) and then meadow comes over and rather than like helping she's just like oh i'm gonna cook something completely different even though you're clearly stressed (laughs) out making all this other (laughs) shit the problem is that that cooking food is everyone's love language and uh and it's all competing in that moment because it's like carm's trying to cook this big spread and then meadow's like well i'm gonna feel like a failure if i don't make this cake and tony's like well i got to show up with the fucking sausage uh, the exact yeah. sausage yeah. that Hugh <laughs> likes and then Tony B's there and he's like I know I'm being a bother but what can I do ooh Carm can I make you a drink I make a really good drink uh, and, then, <laughs> and then he makes himself a drink yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and yeah so it's like it's I think you know the stress of like you know kind of this self imposed fucking uh, you know th- this yeah, the fact that she has like put it on herself to like be the person who's like martyring herself for mm-hmm. the sake of the party. Yeah. Um, and she can't get help from all of the fucking parasites around her. <laughs> right. Like just that combination is, de- uh, it drove my stress levels off the yeah. chart watching <laughs> this well, episode. Once she's, once she's in, she's in, like she's already committed to making this big spread and she's in the middle of it. Like there's no, right. there's no way out. And I love also AJ coming downstairs and she goes, you know, you promised you would be up at 11. And then his response is, well, you never signed this thing that, you know, Mr. Wegler needs you to sign <laughs> as if like, so if if you're not going to do that, then why would I get <laughs> like, it makes no yeah. sense logically, but it was just like, well, also well, like we, we're was, all guilty of something here. Carl. What was AJ going to do? Like, there is nothing that AJ would yeah. do that would be helpful to her in that situation. Yeah, um, and uh, so people start showing up to the party. Mary DeAngelis runs into the kitchen to scream at Carm that all of the Italian food has tomatoes <laughs> uh, because uh, Dr. Fagoli is here and he is allergic to tomatoes. So we kind of, uh, we, we first meet Dr. Fagoli sitting well, around. You're getting ahead. They, they also did the classic Italian parent thing of showing up yeah. three hours early, like for no That's reason. Right. <laughs> and then they, yeah. a- and then they act like they're doing her a favor. And it's like, Oh, I guess you didn't want us to bring back uh, your shop vac that you yeah. wanted. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It was like, why are you here three hours early to bring back the shop back uh, uh, shop vac? Oh, also we're going to stick around uh, at this point. The pretense of a surprise party is so over and <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, also you, at, at that point you realize that the surprise party wasn't, necessarily solely for Hugh that was right. also like a way to keep them from showing up way too fucking early is it it's like a way of yes. keeping her obnoxious parents like on a schedule yes <laughs> yeah that's a great point that is very true um so yeah they show up early Dr. Fagoli is outside and you know he's like you know I don't eat I don't eat tomatoes um and uh Mary DeAngelis is doing this thing where she is She's being the stereotypical northern Italian that the show kind of talks about, you know, um, like she's 
she's talking shit about how Livia and all the Soprano crew like don't like Northern Italian food mm-hmm. and uh, and then also doing like the snobby like well you have to go they're to they're from Italy. Genoa they put them up at the nose at us they put it in nose up at us <laughs> um, <laughs> but like they're doing uh, she's doing the thing where she's basically like you know so many Italian Americans just don't know what it's like you, you know in order to understand Italy you really have to visit and uh I feel like that is, um, that, yeah, that's just, that's, that's a whole, like, that's a whole type of person who exists. The one who completely skates over the fact that, yeah, yeah, not everyone has been to fucking Tuscany. Why would you <laughs> expect that of, of anyone? Um, and like, she's just a particular type of snob in this episode and is just, they're doing everything they can to make Dr. Figoli feel like comfortable in what they assume he will think is like a trash house, which <laughs> just blows my mind. Um, so Karm is freaking out. Every, I'm sure. I feel like they probably have a bigger house than Doc and than the Fagolis. That's what I think too. I I was like the, the Fagolis. I mean, they might. I I don't know. Like, there's a level of class that they assume that these people have. Some yeah. of it is because he had a, like an audience with the Pope, and that he's like a fucking doctor in international affairs. Some of it is also because he lives in Marin. Mm-hmm. Probably hanging and, out with Pelosi. Yeah, right. So I don't know. He's like a politically BFD. connected guy. Yeah, but that's what I say. BFD. Um, but then uh, Tony shows up uh, at Hugh DeAngelis's request and, and Carmela's. Uh, Tony gets reinvited to the party and shows up just in time to kind of save the day or at least to kind of like de-stress Carm. And uh, I have a I have a clip of that. Honey, try to pace yourself. Hey, there he is! Hey, happy birthday to you! Got some chicha for you! <laughs> In that moment, by the way, he is just dick slapping Hugh with with the sausages that he's swirling around. And Hugh's loving it. He's like, he it's loves the greatest it. thing ever. He loves it. He loves. He's a little piss pig. He's just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> slap those sausage on my face. <laughs> Tony, I want you to meet a couple of our oldest friends, Dr. Russ and Lena Fagoli. Nice to meet you, sir. My son-in-law. Well, whatever. Tony Soprano. <laughs> hey, a doctor in the house, huh? That's good, because somebody usually goes down at these things. He's just joking. <laughs> Unfortunately, my doctorate is in international affairs. Oh. From Princeton. G.I. Bill. So you're a doctor like uh, Kissinger's a doctor? Yes. <laughs> I also love that, you know, the, the asking about, so you're a doctor like Kissinger's a doctor. That's kind of like the straight-laced yes was I don't know I read it as like yes and I'm proud of that me and Kissinger are one and the same uh but maybe I'm I'm just reading into it too much um I read it as kind of like shut up <laughs> I read it as <laughs> yeah. kind of like sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to go into further explanations he's like if yeah. saying yes we'll get you to stop talking to me yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh yeah, Dr. Fagoli is such a fucking great character because um, it, it's not so much what he's doing in the episode, but it's just the way that um, people are reacting to him. Uh, I mean, he, he does make a few faux pas, but mostly it's just Carm's mom just like trying to protect him 
from this party. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's like the, that, when feel, he was like yeah. saying, uh, you know, uh, someone usually goes down at the, at these. She goes, oh, he's just joking. It's yeah. just like it's the shit. person that like ruins everything. It's kind of the same thing with like Hollywood assistants. It's like usually <laughs> it's never like, well, maybe sometimes it is. It's usually not like the celebrity being an asshole. It's usually mm-hmm. like their assistant trying too hard. Uh, yes. You know, to like protect them from really dumb shit. Right, uh, right. I remember right, like yeah. back in the day, like a million years ago, uh, I was working on a infomercial that Nancy O'Dell from uh, Access Hollywood was going to be like, it was like some exercise thing. And, yeah. you know, they had like, th- we spent hours like setting up all the lights and everything. And uh, then her assistant came in and she's like, do you guys hear a buzz? And I was like, I mean, I guess there's like a little tiny yeah, buzz. There's lights. Like, yeah, yeah, there's just there's a buzz. I feel like she's get, like I feel like she's not going to be able to concentrate if there's that buzz in here. And it's like, why, <laughs> why don't you settle the fuck down? I feel like that's, yeah, you're a buzz kill. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, Carm's mom's doing. She's freaking out on behalf of this person who probably doesn't care and definitely doesn't need her to like. Uh, run interference for right. this whole party, and she's it's killing. She's killing the vibe because uh, she can't just let let people live. Yeah, but yeah, that is a good point. That it's like very much reminding you that even for Mary, like the wife of the birthday boy, yeah, uh, like it's so not about him, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> because he loves Tony and he insisted that he be there, and uh, yeah. and yeah, she just does not give a shit about her husband's want in this way. No, he she loves just wants Tony to, like to yeah. a degree. Like I feel like they never showed Hugh being this stoked about Tony before. I, uh, it seems like part of this is uh, like Hugh's Hugh's love for Tony in this episode, it, there's almost an element of uh, he's using it as like a cudgel against Carm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like he, yeah he's yeah. kind of, he's, it's like he's, 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 he's trying to punish- get her to not be a divorced woman. Yeah. He's think? punishing her for being like, a, yeah, a divorced woman in a weird backhanded way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you get her having a little toast. Carm gives a toast uh, saying like, you know, to the man of the hour, you know, the best dad in the world. And then mm-hmm. his response is to say something nice to Karn, but then to immediately, you know, go, and to Tony, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, thanks so much to Tony, to like, immediately. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, the man of the house has got to gotta be there. And it's like, well, not really. It's, it's like, not well, his house anymore. I also, exactly. I, I also think that Hugh um, is a little bit like, I don't know, enamored by the whole mafia thing. You know what I mean? Like, he, like, I've he's multiple times tried to kind of like have tough guy credentials, um, you know, when he, and it's always Mary who ruins it, who is like, oh, you had shin splints that whole time, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, but I feel like for him, like getting the call from Junior, uh, having Tony come there, like, that's all like, like he was excited about Junior calling because Corrado Soprano is a fucking like boss. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do think like for and him, he wants to, he, he wants to have dudes rock time. Yes, he does. <laughs> he wants to have dudes rock time. This and, whole episode um, is about Hugh wanting to have like a dudes rock barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. H- Hugh rocks. Um, <laughs> Huge rock. Uh, anyways, so in terms of like dudes rock shit, um, Tony uh, gets him a gift of a Beretta, um, which is a very fancy shotgun. 
and um, at least I, I I think it's fancy. I assume I've heard it's the a BFD. Name. Yeah, it seems like it is a BFD. Uh, I mean, it comes in a case. Yeah, it comes in a case like a fucking Stratocaster. Stratocaster. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, it, it feels like the he gets him this like really nice gift of uh, probably a very expensive gun. And then, uh, you know, Dr. Figoli, um, he has uh, he has some thoughts. And this is one of my favorite moments in the episode. I've been to the Beretta studio in Russia. No kidding. I'd love to see that. You know, that company goes back to the 1500s. Manol. Sure, the best pieces. They never export, you see. I want one and all here to know what a wild man Hugo was in his day. Remember what he did at the Bund meeting in Patterson, Russ? Threw that cherry bomb on those krauts? Yeah, tell that one. this timing on yeah tell that one is so good that is s tier shit that is so fucking funny well Uh, yeah one of the things i think is interesting about like tony giving uh q such a nice gift is like so clearly like i don't know it feels very much like yeah he lied about not wanting to go to this party he's probably been thinking about you know he's doing this for karm like it's right. very much like a way to kind of win her back in a little way it's a good yeah. gesture doing it yeah. to karm i think more so yeah yeah <laughs> right it yeah either be- way it's either like you're losing this is what you're missing out on like right. in kind of a i'm showing you what you could yes. have um or right. also like hey i'm showing you what you could have like you know yeah. you, you could have this if you wanted it it's it's it, one or the other well he's like he's <laughs> not, on a time he's not like he's not trying to make her look good he's sort of big timing her uh being like i can you know i'm gonna be the big hero and get your dad all the stuff uh that he wants yeah okay i, I guess what i mean is like it like if my boyfriend, if my ex-boyfriend got my dad a nice gift to this party that, you know, he claimed he wasn't going to go to, I would see it as kind of, in a way, it was for me. Yeah. Like in a way, it would be like, hey, you know, the, you treat my dad well in a way that is an extension of me. Like you're trying to show yes. me that you care. And that- based on what we see in the rest of the episode, I do think there is some level of like, there's affection happening for the two of them in this. I completely agree. I think that is that that's the vibe that I got from it. Cause like he is, he is going above and beyond for Hugh's birthday, which is a party that I think he, he didn't even remember. It was a thing that was happening until Carm disinvited <laughs> him from it. And then as soon as he got reinvited on like Hugh's request, I think like, you know, he wanted to go all out. I do think there's part of it was out of, you know, kind of like, you know, I'll spite. show I'll show you kind of yeah, out of spite. I think it's but totally. I, I think it's but a little column A, a little column B. I'm yeah. part of this family whether you like it or not. It was kind of True. <laughs> but I also I think it. I also think that like the just the way he's like, you know, manning the grill and like he really is a lifesaver for Carm, you know. Yeah. So like it kind of works both ways where Carm is nothing but appreciative of the fact that uh you know he's he's pitching in so much i mean he came in and kind of in a way saved the party at least totally. for her because now she can like loosen up a little bit and actually you know have a, a little bit of fun drink a little bit of drinks and you can yeah, see yeah she that gets a little bit tipsy <laughs> she gets a little bit tipsy and uh and so does hugh DeAngelis, uh the birthday boy <laughs> and um he's we just, have he's just doing dudes rock with his yeah. his navy buddies <laughs> And it's perfect because, like, they're they're part of this generation that seems like they, 
they don't have actual war stories. They probably like enlisted right at the tail end of right. World War II and didn't actually do any fighting. So their their war stories are like, hey, remember that Boond meeting? You know, yeah, right. it's all like about them getting drunk in, in other places and not right. Any, like, it's it's mostly fighting. stories of them being on leave doing skeevy shit <laughs> yeah. and and uh, and yeah. So fucking. So he was drunk and he is going home and uh, Carm and uh, her mother, Mary. Well, I mean, they just have the fucking scene of the episode, I think, in which uh, in which Carm fucking just reads her mom fucking hard. (laughs) Thank you for coming. I'm sorry for everything. What can I say? Get my boy home safe. You sorry for what? No, I want to hear. You have colored jokes. Sausage twirling. Tony. These are cultured Italians. Russ is a successor diplomat. This was a shock for them. That's why you didn't want Tony here. It had nothing to do with the marital situation. All along, it was so that your cultured Italian friends, who were born and raised on Arthur Avenue, I might add, (laughs) wouldn't meet your Gavone son-in-law. He made us all look like Gavones. Whatever we are, I am proud of it, unlike you, obviously. I have always been proud of my heritage. bullshit. I remember you telling Aunt Rose you were glad DeAngelis didn't end in a vowel. I never said that. And when Meadow came out, oh my God, she's so dark. You're <laughs> drunk, I'm going home. No, there are Italians all around with their closet self-loathing. I just never wanted to believe my mother was one of them. And now what the fuck are you crying about? The mm. <laughs> secret is out. It's anti-Italian discrimination. I still think this show, like, drastically overplays the idea of the self-hating Italian. I don't know. I've never met one. Maybe I didn't grow up like close enough to the tri-state area, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it has to exist though. There's part of me that believes that that is a real type of person. Mm. The person who's like, Like, did you yell at your mom for being embarrassed when your dad sent the suit back at the, uh, at the museum of tolerance? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, whatever we know. are, wherever we send soup back, I'm yeah. proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, my my dad did one time. He sent the soup back uh, at the Holocaust Museum, which is oh the most, my god, one of the most uh, one of the most Jewish things. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, incredibly embarrassing for me. Wow. But, but but also How dare you what a self-hating I, jew you are oh, man. man no i felt i think <laughs> I, you know i looked at it and i said we've earned the right you yeah know? absolutely this is our if museum any, if there's any place that you could do that exactly <laughs> if there's any place a jew can get his soup warmed up <laughs> because they served it lukewarm at best it's the goddamn holocaust museum uh, but uh, no, I, I, in terms of the, just that scene where she's just reading Mary, I, there's something I just fucking, I love about a subtly drunk Carmela. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't, they don't overdo it. She's not mm. like, you know, Hugh is fucking just twisted. Like he is, he is, he is fucking out of it. He's reverted Whereas, like, to Navy guy. Form. Yes. Whereas like, Carmela has probably had like, you know, a few beers, maybe a little bit of wine. A few rolling rocks. She, yeah, a few rolling rocks. And I think she's just drunk enough to tell her mom uh to uh stop being a self-hating Italian. And uh oh, I just I just Edie Falco just this she's season. The best. Yeah, this season Edie Falco especially is like, oh, she's the she's the greatest 
actor of our generation. Oh, yeah. I actually am rewatching 30 Rock, and I uh, am in this season that has Edie Falco in it. Yeah. She has her relationship with the... Uh, with Alec Baldwin's character, so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there are a couple little moments before that happened that I also wanted to make sure we talked about. Oh yeah, just, please. Um, Meadow and Tony B talking politics and yes. civil rights is such a good moment. <laughs> yeah. yes. I love like what Tony B is adding to the conversation and just like, I don't know, there's like, there's this weird level of like admiration and I don't want to say flirtation because it's creepy, but a little bit of like, there's a little bit of a weird kind of flirtiness between the there's, two of them. There's a degree. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but there's also kind of like, they had earlier been talking about, um, you know, his daughter and, mm-hmm. you know, there's definitely like kind of, you know, even though there's some flirtation, there's also just another layer of jealousy of like, yes. this could be my daughter if mm-hmm. I got to take my daughter to the fancy liberal school. Right. Um, this, and could so, have, this could have been my yeah. life if I hadn't gone away and, and Tony had, you know? Yeah. That's, right. Yeah. That's a theme for sure. Con- continuing to set the scene throughout the entire um episode of like he's getting needled and needled and needled mm-hmm. until he's eventually going to say yes to this job. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I do love that he kind of just keeps getting bossed around the party. And there are just a few little things of like his camera work at the party is quite funny, <laughs> focusing yeah. on Tony's belly, yeah. focusing on Carm's ass, like just yes. kind of like having a little bit of fun there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, this will kind of come up, but like Carmela, when she hands the beer to Tony, there's just like through all their scenes so far, there's been like a pained connection like you can't help but have this connection but you're trying to have small talk with someone that you have all this history with it's like very fraught with energy yeah yeah and so you know right after this like intense scene with her mom that we just listened to we finally get the marco polo stuff yes um and it's just so fun that tony and aj throw her in the pool i love that i love I love that so much. Well, I Tony's mean, still pr- dating the Prankosaurus Valentina, so like, he's still, <laughs> right. he's still in prank p- mode. But I, I, yeah, like I, again, I think part of Tony's whole deal in this episode is that he's trying to show Carm that uh, any other dude that she might end up with is not going to, uh, you know, not going to be as good with her family. He's not going to be. He's not going to have all this like specialized knowledge that Tony has about like what kind of sausage yeah. her dad likes and right. and how to man the grill for a big party and and yada yada yada. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, I love. Uh, they throw her in the pool and she's really angry. Uh, but she, you could tell she's going to end up softening. But you know, she's complaining. She's complaining, and then it's. Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just exactly. like a very angry yeah. but a, resigned. A resigned Marco <laughs> is so good. And also I, I gotta say I'm very like I don't know if you guys notice this, but the splash of both Tony and AJ cannonballing into the pool right after her was massive. <laughs> It was like, it was just one of those things I noticed where I was just like, I've been, you know, I've seen cannonballs done. I've never seen a pool shake like a tub. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was, oh man, I was very impressed. And I you was should, also like, damn, James. You should come over God. sometime. Oh, I want to go so bad, dude. <laughs> I'll shake this um, pool. You you watch. Uh, I want to watch you shake the pool. Um, speaking of shaking the pool. <laughs> yeah. Speak- uh, we get a lot of action between them yes we yeah. do yeah we finally get to see some 
you know, Carm and Tony uh, makeup sex. Which is weird. It makes you feel weird. It's like, you know, watching your parents hook up or something. It literally is the most like watching your parents uh, hook up. And that's just a thing. Whenever I would see them, uh, when there would be a sex scene between Carm and and Tony, I was always a little bit like a little bit grossed out just because it feels like you're watching your parents have sex. What about it? I mean, you don't get into it if it's uncomfortable, but like, why is that the case? I don't feel that at all. But I think part yeah. of that is that like, um, maybe it's because my mom and dad have been separated since they were 15 or oh, okay. since I was 15. And also like my dad is like young, cool guy. And yeah. then my mom is like. There's like an age difference. My mom is older. And yeah. so like they just don't resemble my parents at all. Yeah. I don't know. I, think like, they, my, I don't know. They I don't res- think of it that way. They resemble my parents, I think, a lot more. And, Got um, it. and, and I think beyond that, it's just kind of um, the I, just, you know, watching in watching the show, especially watching it at the time that I first started watching it, which was like in my uh, probably early 20s. Um, you know, I was relating more to the AJ character than anyone else. I didn't look at Tony as like um, a peer or someone who I, I like, I looked at them as old people, even though like, that makes sense. You know, I guess uh, Tony Soprano was what 30. How old was he when he was in the pilot? 38 or 39. He was like crazy, very yeah. young, even though I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> that's a 70 year old man, you know? Of course. Um, And so I think, yeah, when I, when I see them and, you know, just kind of like, you know, knowing what you know about the character is there's just something about it you you for me specifically no, that, that i just am like oh i don't it's, want I, to see mommy yeah. and daddy fuck yeah it's like some sort of parental <laughs> sort of connection i i don't know i can't really describe it it's, uh, yeah 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 i mean it, i was 13 when this came out so if i had seen it when it came out i think i definitely would have related much more to like aj and meadow right. and been very uncomfortable i but i did see it when i was like between 25 and 28 so i think i was like oh yeah we're all adults here (laughs) yeah yeah no i still don't have that i always relate to the child in anything i'm just like yeah me and the other kids i'm like no i'm i am in my mid-30s um but uh yeah we do see them have sex and beyond the them being on uh, you know any thoughts i have about my own parents having sex beyond that i uh i loved it and i loved it because i was rooting for it this is like the moment that you want and you kind of, uh, especially throughout this whole season and the breakup episode at the end of season four, you're kind of convinced that like there's just all love has been lost between the two and there is no attraction anymore. I mean, she she says as much, basically, like the thought of now, the thought of it now makes me sick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, um, seeing that she is still sexually attracted to him. Um, I don't know. I was rooting for it because I was just like very happy that they are. Yeah, because I want my mommy and daddy get back together. You know. <laughs> yeah, I so, feel like I had the opposite where like I didn't. Uh, part of it is that I didn't want them. Like I want her to not uh be prey to that. I guess. Yeah. Sure. She, to not succumb to because he's kind of doing like the you know you want it. You know, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like, saying no quite a bit. Yeah. So there is kind of with a 2021 uh, rewatch factor. There is some. There's a little more gray area coming through in this scene than mm-hmm. maybe uh, someone might get on their first watch. Right. Although right. I'm certain that's by design. Those. Yes. I mean, the, everyone writing it is fucking genius. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's there's um. 
the, the kind of nose that she's saying is still like it, there is some enthusiastic yes happening right. throughout that scene, but it is a little gray and it's a little murky. It's not exactly like um, they're not both like eagerly right. tearing each other's clothes off. It's complicated, but the complication isn't that. I mean, this sounds very problematic, but it's not that she's no, no. not interested in him. It's yeah. just that she knows that there's so much. Right. Um, it's such a can of worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I know what you're saying. You're just just you're saying sometimes uh, no means yes. Allie Gertz. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, there, there's like a, there's a definitely a cons- consent gray area, but it's uh, yeah, I definitely. think it comes through more than anything. It comes through that she is uh, she is very much into it, and uh, the, her her rational brain is uh, kind of being taken over by her uh, by her horny brain. And um, especially since she just had like such a hard day, she it's had kind a hard of just day. like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> At the end she, of the yeah. day, I get to have this. Yeah. Exactly. She needs like a return to familiarity in that moment, and he yeah. is totally preying preying upon that feeling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yes. And uh, meanwhile, you know, uh, the uh, with Tony B, he is he finds that his kid is uh, is one of his two uh, you know twins has stolen some. <laughs> pins from uh, aj's room and they have this really heartbreaking moment where he's like i hate it i hate it heel i always want to be overdale <laughs> and uh and it's like you you really see the hurt in tony b's eyes knowing that he cannot provide for his kids in the way that he wants to um and so he decides to take the job uh and um you know first oh by the way i have to mention uh, the last we see of Tony and Carmela, I believe, is Tony sneaking out of Carmela's room after uh, just uh, having sex, which uh, I thought was, was, you know, it's not a great sign. Yeah, that was like uh, one of those moments where you're like, oh, that'll be that'll be something in the next episode. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Um, but and then also Artie is by the pool. Yeah, Artie's that's so, right. <laughs> Artie does almost nothing in this episode and is nonetheless like so good. Steals the show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Tony takes the jo- Tony B takes the job, and uh, the very last scene, we see Mister Joey Peeps leaving uh, after doing a collection at what I assume is a brothel mm-hmm. um, or or what else trip club. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They could maybe it's a tutoring agency, Vince. <laughs> sure, you don't know what tutors look like in yeah. New York. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, yeah, he you know uh, he walks out with one of the tutors, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then Tony B comes up to the window and is like, "Hey, yeah," because they had just met earlier in the episode when Phil was complaining about his seat being askew, and Tony B whacks him. And then gets his foot run over. Oh, poor Heather. She was just, you know. I know. She just wanted to I get know. a ride, man. All, all she wanted was to get a ride and teach those children some math. That's right. Well, I think this is a really good um, uh, callback, too, because, you know, it, it's this is clearly about the boat. Uh, but the reason that uh, it, the reason that uh, Tony B is given is like you know basically like to do that to a woman, right? <laughs> like despicable, yeah. like the yeah. idea of hurting yeah, a woman, it. yeah. And then he kills a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was an accident, you know. Of he was course, just, of course, you know, uh, wrong place. Also, Rod Stewart time. song playing at the end. I always love the um, needle drops in this show. Yeah, that was yeah. a really good Rod Stewart needle drop. I thought. 
Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Very, very nice song, and uh, kind of. Uh, it, it, there's something about Rod Stewart's voice where you you get why he's so sexy. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, gravelly. He's just so gravelly. And um, what's that story, Vince? The 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 rumor that's been going around about Rod Stewart for years. Is that is he the one who had his uh, stomach pumped because it was too well, filled with cum? Yeah, he is. And then in like my generation, I think they switched it to Jordan Knight from uh, New Kids on the Block. But yeah, that's oh. the same old story. Yeah, every you know every generation has a different uh, celebrity. Which is uh, funny that it was Rod Stewart because like his initial persona was that he was like this sort of big manly like British football player. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's just I, I, I think those stories come out of jealousy. Same thing with New Kids on the Block. It's like sure. you find a rock star that is just uh, magnetically sexy and, you know, like, oh, that guy fucks a lot. Mm-hmm. And then so someone starts the oh, he had to have his stomach pumped because it was too filled with cum rumor. And mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, circle Look, of life. We've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. And yeah, so that the the episode ends with Rod Stewart uh, getting stomach pump filled with cum, and uh, and it's great. Um, do we have uh, favorite least favorite? Do we, we have got uh, Maggie. I think I got gook gook. Do we do we have any moments we forgot? Any favorites Ooh. or least favorites? Oh, you know, oh, you know, the moment that stands out for me is the is my favorite is when the was when Hugh and Mary show up to the party way too early, yeah, and uh, and Mary's trying to get Hugh to let someone help him get the vacuum out of the car, and he just does this one move with his hand where he just like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. in slow motion where he's like, ah. And, it, and that's yeah. the whole, it's such a great moment. I love that. Uh, Allie, do you have a favorite, least favorite, a moment we missed? Uh, no moments that we missed. Uh, my favorite mo- moment is still just the triple blueberry Sunday <laughs> yeah. and hot summer night. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same. Uh, I, I, that I listed as one of my favorite moments as well as uh, just Tony B's camera work, um, you know, just <laughs> taping, uh, taping Tony's gut. Just because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the end of the fuck day, you. <laughs> yeah, because fuck you, you know, I want you to see this video in the future and know that I think you're fat. Um, <laughs> and uh, no least favorites for me. I, I, I just love this episode um, all the way through. Vince, you got a least? No, I really no? don't. Yeah, nothing stuck out in this episode. It was all pretty great. It's uh, solid. Yeah, yeah, very solid episode. I think if I had to rate this episode, um, it's one of my favorites in the season, actually. So I think I'd have to give it a solid B plus. Yeah. You know, based on the Vince. fact that there was, you know, an abundance of great moments and none that stand out as bad. I feel like the only fair grade is a solid B plus. All right. Now, here's where we differ. I'm uh, going to give it a I'm going to give it a Tony B plus. Oh, oh very nice. Yeah. I Just because like there's a lot of that guy. In this there's episode. a lot of Tony B. So he gets a Tony B plus. And you know what? I think this episode of Pod Yourself a Gun gets a Tony A plus. Is that a guy? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the A stands for Allie Gertz. Allie, thank hey. you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people you find you it. on the Internet? You could find me at Allie Gertz on all things and uh, at AllieGertz.com. All right. So check out AllieGertz.com and at AllieGertz on all of the things. 
patreon.com slash fraudcast for all of the fraudcast episodes where we talk about things that are not the sopranos although sometimes the sopranos we talk about movies uh you know we we recently did reviews of both the green knight and we did a review of uh the new suicide squad so you can check that out patreon.com slash fraudcast and vince for the eight dollar tier as we all know is the pod yourself a shout out tier and we have one this week oh do we yes hit me yes with it. This yes is gonna we be completely do. off top because you know wasn't in the google doc but it's fine. it wasn't in the google doc and that's because i'm looking at it right now on the regular doc um all right are you ready yeah yeah Okay, and so this is actually from someone who is a $20 donor and has been one for a while. So we're going to give him a great, a great fucking mafia name. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's David Scovmand. Oh, David Scovman. We call this guy Marilyn because he had so many crabs back <laughs> in the service. <laughs> All right, we're calling you David Scovman. He also, he's, you know, he doesn't like that northern cooking. He skeeved the butter. Don't skeeve the butter. Uh, thank you, David, for your um, your scoves, donations. He scoves the butter. Don't scove the butter. Um, and you can get your name shouted out on Pod Yourself a Gun by going to patreon.com slash broadcast and joining the $8 tier. You will not regret it because Vince is really good at nicknames. <laughs> broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google voice number? Four one five two seven five zero zero three zero. All righty, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening, and until next time, don't stop believing. I love the way that we have sex. I definitely have had some sex. I did some sex inside a girl, and she said I rocked her world. We did some hand and mouth stuff too. I love my penis in your hole Her girl's vagina's really cold I love to hold both of your boobs Then I'd be inside of you And now we have a baby too Yeah, I have had sex before And it feels really good When I'm having sex with girls Sex with girls uh, yes, I'm putting my penis inside of your vagina But don't ask her where she goes to school Cause she goes to a different school than me I've had sex with girls Okay when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.